So, uh, I've had the honor of calling this guest a friend since Windows XP was still new. Over the years, our friendship grew more and more. Thanks to Star Trek, video games, sociology, teaching, bad movies, and just a great mutual respect for one another, we have been able to become really close friends. It feels like we grew up together even though we first met after college. I would like to welcome a hero I call by their first name, Mike. What's going on, man? Bill, it is an honor to be here with you. Thank you for having me on your podcast. And uh, hello, everybody, and thank you for listening. Yeah, awesome. All right, so, yeah, you know, um, as we kind of spoke about this before, this podcast, the main thing about this podcast is, you know, for language learners uh, to just hear, you know, this regular conversation between uh, two friends um, and also just to celebrate, uh, for me to celebrate my friendship with people uh, that are in my life that I really respect and, and, and look up to. Um, so yeah, you're, you're one of those people. So thank you for, 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 uh, doing this. Um, so yeah, I'd like to just kind of talk about, um, you know, uh, the mic before we met, man, I know. Cause we, we, we didn't meet until later in life until our twenties. Um, so yeah, man, um, what, what were you doing before you, uh, Met me. <laughs> ah, thanks, man. Well, well, first of all, before I begin with that, I, you know, you talked for a second there about, uh, you know, just having respect and admiration. I want to let you know the feeling is more than mutual. And honestly, you know, the fact that we are friends and, you know, I, I consider us family is just one of the best things that could have happened in my life. So thank you again. I just want to oh, man, back, make back sure that, you, you know, <laughs> everybody knows that, that uh, just what, a, what an awesome guy you are. So well, thanks, man. I appreciate so, it. So just, uh, yeah, make, you know, they, they are lucky to have you. Um, They're lucky to have you on this on this podcast. So. Uh, Pre-meeting you, um, you know, so I grew up in San Diego, uh, which is in the southwest of the United States in a state called California. Uh, <laughs> Where's that? I've never heard of that state before. Oh, California is on the <laughs> west coast. Of, <laughs> it's on the west coast of the United States, um, the most western state of all. Um, you know, uh, you know. Uh, actually, you know what? Most people will know San Diego because it is just south, uh, or actually most Japanese will only know San Diego because it is just south of Orange County, which is home to a very special place called Disneyland, uh, you know, <laughs> home of a very influential uh, person called Mickey Mouse. And so, yeah, so we're just about an hour south of Mickey and the Magical Kingdom. Oh, and nice, so, nice. yeah, so I, I, I grew up uh, in San Diego and actually did go to Disneyland several times, uh, you know, growing up. Uh, my parents were... You know, they worked a lot, and you know that was their that was their treat for us was to take us to Disneyland. You know, maybe once every couple of years or so. So I have a lot of fond memories of that. But uh, but growing up was um, had a pretty I think a pretty standard uh, childhood. Uh, you know, my parent both my parents worked. They were immigrants from uh, from Vietnam after okay. the Vietnam War. So you know, we came to the United States. Um, you know, and uh, and I was born here. Uh, went to school here and everything, and um, and yeah, no school was school was pretty normal for me. Um, I you know made friends, um, you know, and, and and all that stuff. Uh, I would say you know when I was growing up, a lot of the things that really influenced you know who I became. Uh, I it, it, it's it's odd. I actually growing up was very. Uh, yeah, I, I guess I could say I was very ashamed of my Asian heritage. I was one of okay. the few. One of the very few Asian kids who went to my went to the schools that I went to, um, but with that in mind, it was weird. So, so actually, so some of the ways that I um, expressed my shame in my uh, in my Asian heritage were like I would um, uh, I would never eat Asian food. You know, I, oh like, wow, I didn't know that. Okay, yeah, eating rice was uh, it was just something that I really didn't want to do. Uh, I really didn't want to eat rice. I didn't want to eat the Vietnamese dishes that my parents prepared. Instead, my, my childhood was growing up eating hamburgers, chips, really? donuts, <laughs> yeah, all that, pizza, all kinds of, all kinds of, you know, just junk Good food. Good American food, yeah. Very American <laughs> food, right? They're hot dogs, chili dogs. It, oh, oh, and gro it's funny, actually, American food. And growing up in San Diego, we are very close to a country called Mexico. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of Mexican food. So okay. carne asada burritos nachos, all that stuff. Um, that was, that was me growing up. Um, you know, so yeah, so it was weird, you know, and it's funny because when I was growing up, that aspect of my Asian heritage, I was 
very much ashamed of. And, I, and, and, and it's funny because at the same time, I was really into Japanese cartoons, anime. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. I was, and then I enrolled in a kung fu school, which is Chinese. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like I lived this kind of life of uh, contradiction where mm-hmm. I was ashamed of my, of my Asian-ness on some levels, but in some ways, I was probably the most Asian person I could have ever met, you know. And, and so I, I don't, you know. And, and even into college, when I was when I was um, when I was there, and I'll get into this in more detail. When I was driving a sports car, inspired by a very particular Japanese cartoon, <laughs> um, it's this weird kind of kind of life that, that I've had. I guess that's that would be the weird thing. Okay, but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, well, yeah, look, yeah. Go on. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, but but yeah, but growing up, so honestly, like the first. Japanese anime that I loved, and I didn't even know that I didn't even know what anime was at the time. Yeah. I just I just liked this cartoon because it was really cool. Um, so in America, it was released as a show called Robotech, which mm-hmm. is about a pilot, and he um, gets into an airplane that can transform into a giant robot. And uh, and of course, this this air this uh, giant ship crashes into an island, and and eventually they go to war with this alien species. In Japan, if if you don't know what cartoon or anime show I'm speaking of already because you're too young and I'm describing something that is ancient. <laughs> um, this is a show called Macross in, in yeah. Japan. Yeah. And uh, it was just such a wonderful show. In fact, I've watched, I even watched it recently as an adult. And I, and I remember thinking, man, now I, I remember why I liked this so much. And, and I finally got to watch it in its original Japanese oh, cool. uh, form. And it's good. Like it's 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 a it's a drama. It's 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 interesting. The characters were good. They were developed, and mm-hmm. they dealt with very real things, like you know, like jealousy, and you know, and and death, and fighting, and uh, uh, we call in in English we call it PTSD, which stands for <laughs> post traumatic yeah, stress disorder. Yeah, I need to laugh. Yeah, <laughs> the way yeah, you yeah. Describe and, it, yeah. Yeah, and they um and they deal with those things in this show, which was meant for at, at least in my generation kids, and so yeah. it was a very good. Show. I loved it. So from there, I got into the more mainstream ones like Dragon Ball Z, mm-hmm. and uh, and of course my favorite Japanese yeah. anime of all time, Initial D. Yeah, that's that, that's the Mike I, re- I remember meeting. <laughs> yeah, that is the one, and that and Initial D will probably permeate throughout this entire podcast. So yeah. it will come up. I'll just mention it now, but it will it, it'll come up again because it, it's actually influenced a lot of my life. But anyway, <laughs> apart from the Japanese anime, I got into Chinese kung fu at a very young age because uh, my Dad wanted me to study martial arts. Um, you know, nowadays there's like the Muay Thai and the MMA and the Jiu Jitsu, which, honestly, I swear to God, it didn't exist back, no, back yeah, when was, we were younger. Diff- I'd never yeah, heard of different. Yeah, it. Yeah, I never heard really of it. Back then. It was either, it's really yeah. niche yeah, in the 90s, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, at the time in, in my era, it was just like Taekwondo, karate, mm-hmm. or Kung Fu, and yeah. that was all kind of what we had. So, you know, I remember watching Bruce Lee movies and growing up on martial arts, cinema, and and just watching all kinds of like cool, you know, uh, you know, you know, it's interesting. Asian role models mm-hmm. and Asian like almost superhero like people. Yeah. But at the same time, again, I go back to I was so such ashamed of my of my heritage. I, I don't know what that was all about. Yeah, that's really but, interesting. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know. Um, and so you know, and of course, I played video games as a kid. You know, like honestly, the two most influential ones that I can think of right now are easily it's Final Fantasy. You know, like I play I've played you know from. I've, well, I haven't played one through three, but I played from four all the way through thirteen, um, and then um, and then and then Mega Man. Like I loved yeah. that game. You know, yeah. like I played one through seven, and then I played all the X series, and you know they got you know the X series progressively got worse, but whatever, <laughs> and that's fine. You know, it's all good. You know, they're funny to laugh at because the voice acting is pretty terrible. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, I but, think um, we, we yeah we both uh, connected over that. Oh over yeah. The years is uh, just bad. Um, I don't want to say bad because people put their hearts, their hearts into it, but just kind of projects that are made that don't pan out, I guess, as well as as they were intended. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know we, and we've well, always appreciate, we've always had like a strange appreciation for that. Oh, you um, know, and, and it's funny because I've talked about it with a bunch of people, and, I, and I've always wondered why. Why do you and I and, and other people? Why do we appreciate it so much when things turn out so? You know, like like they put their. You're right. They put their heart and soul into it, mm-hmm. and they really are doing their best. Yeah. But the product turns out to be something. You know, like, uh, like what's like, the word? Uh, something that's left to be desired. Something that's left to be desired. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like you know aspects of my personality at times, I suppose. Right. And so we'll get into that conversation yeah. too. Um, uh, but what I think, what I think you and I appreciate about it is that, you know, the work is genuine. Yes. 
Yes. You know, like you can tell they tried their best. It's, it's just, yeah. it, it's just terrible. I'm, I'm, you know, I, I mean, think, you think it, you're, yeah, yeah. you know, like, like it's, it's almost like, like if we were to film like a fight scene exactly. in a movie, if you were to exactly. make a movie, mm-hmm. we would be thinking, oh, we have this in mind where it's going to yep. look like a Jackie Chan movie. It's mm-hmm. going to look so cool. But mm. it ends up looking like Mortal Kombat Annihilation. <laughs> yes, you yes. know, and it's just like you know, what are we doing? You know, it's yeah. Just, so Cause we, I think but, you know, we, we I think it's a, a kind of an empathy. Like we really can empathize with the creators, yeah. Because we can see ourselves that passionate about something, mm-hmm. and maybe we've done you know we've done various things in our lives through various projects, and you know, it's kind of like wow, you you know what they were trying to do, yes, but yeah. it just didn't didn't work out. It didn't, uh, yeah. <laughs> but you know, it you just laugh and you just kind of you're not laughing. I don't think we really laughed at it. We just kind of laughed at at the result. Yeah. Of you know, because yeah, I know. Well, well, now he, now here's something interesting is that is that there was a movie um, called Samurai Cop and mm-hmm. and it was so bad and I, I even oh, showed yeah, you yeah. clips yeah. of it right yeah no, and it was funny. so bad. Uh, <laughs> but when they came out with Samurai Cop two, it wasn't as funny even though it was just as bad. Mm-hmm. And, and and I'm convinced. That it's because they became self-aware yes. of, the, of the terribleness. Of yes. It. Yeah. And they tried to. They let tried it to replicate again. it. Yeah. You and, and you're just like, wait, no, just let it happen. Like it was yeah. so organic the first time, mm-hmm. you know, that it that it was just naturally funny. Versus the mm-hmm. second time when they're trying to make it happen, you're like, now we're trying too hard. Yep. Yeah, you know. I think yeah, I think um, that says a lot about, um, you know, authenticity and and I think we can talk about later too, just our appreciation of. Of just like media in general, but mm-hmm. um, especially sci- science fiction media. Um, yeah, you know, if it's not done authentically, uh, yeah. and if it's trying to be cool or trying mm-hmm. to be be too self, you know, like trying to be too preachy, it it doesn't work. Oh, absolutely. You know, oh, some, I, yeah, yeah. Oh, and I am totally guilty of this. Like, I, you know, there have been times when, like, so I teach. I'm a I'm a math teacher in San mm-hmm. Diego, and you know, I I you know whether it's true or not, I, I am known as a funny uh, math teacher. Um, and sometimes like I'll teach like my first grade class and I'll, and a joke will happen just naturally and it'll Mm -hmm. just flow and the class will love it. And then I'll teach the same class again, like say my second or third period. And I will try to run that joke the second time. Every time it happens, it doesn't work, man. It sucks. It's terrible. It's it's the least, yeah, it's the least funny thing (laughs) in the history of least funny things. And, and it's just, you know, like, I'm just like, okay, no, don't just let it just organic is best. Yeah. All right, well, well, cool, man. Well, thanks, man. Like we, you know, we went from z- zero to you know uh, warp, 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 uh, warp three there. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, thanks for sharing so much about you know your your childhood and um, especially you know talking about this kind of um, I don't even know a good good uh, the the proper word, but this kind of like dueling uh, identities, like because you were not you know. Um, you know, you're not wanting to really connect with your uh, Vietnamese identity, but still, you know, wanting, still actively connecting with different Asian, uh, mm-hmm. me- like whether the media or, 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 I guess, food or, or you know, martial arts. So, um, all right. So let's kind of um, flat uh, fast forward to uh, right before you 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 came to Japan and when when we first met, because I know that. You were very proud of working um, at a, was it Sea World? Yeah, and, and Costco. Um, and Costco, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's right. So, um, yeah. So if yeah, can you can you tell me a little bit about that experience and, and kind of what led you to you know to come to uh, J- Japan? Like what uh, what? Yeah. Sure. Sure. Uh, no. Yeah. Um, and so. You know, so when I was in university, uh, I, um, you know, I went to San Diego State University uh, for my undergraduate degree. And when I was there, uh, I worked at, I worked at SeaWorld for the first couple of years. So I actually had my job at SeaWorld from when I was in high school to my, to my uh, second year of university. And then I ended up uh, leaving that job for a higher paying one. And as all college jobs go, they're usually pretty poorly paying. Mm-hmm. But um but I got a job at Costco, which, uh, which is actually a great place to work, you know, it, I, and I'm assuming that's true even in Japan. Um, and so, um, but yeah, I got a job there, but, you know, but it, it was a lot of fun. I made pizza for a living, and so I still <laughs> use those skills today, which is Yeah, cool. man, you make, you make a mean uh, pizza, man. Yeah, yeah, pizza, it's, it's a fun thing to make. <laughs> and, so, um, and so, no, but when I, was in, when I was in San Diego State, I was a sociology major, very similar to 
uh, very similar to Phil. Yep. And um, actually, no, sorry, what am I saying? Very similar. The same. <laughs> the same <laughs> so yeah. I, I don't know why. I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> and so, um, and so, no, as part of our sociology degree, we had to take what's called three upper division extra curricular, uh, not extracurricular, uh, general ed. Three uh, extra general ed classes that were outside of sociology, okay. and so um, I took one on. It's weird. It, I took it was it was technically an anthropology class, but I guess if you look at anthropology and sociology very yeah, they're, very they're closely, they're, shared. Yeah. yeah, they're almost the same. Yeah. And so um, so this class happened to be a Japanese society class, and at the time I was back into anime. I, I you know I phased in and out of anime. You know, I, it was it was sometimes it was cool, sometimes it wasn't. But at this time, back in two thousand and three, I was. Uh, Huge anime fan, and the, the 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 greatest anime of all time is none other than Initial D. <laughs> takes place in Gunma Prefecture about a guy who delivers tofu up and down a mountain, and he <laughs> learns how to become a street racer because yeah. of it. Because he drives with a cup of water in his cup holder, and he doesn't spill the water while he's drifting. It's pretty cool. <laughs> um, and so, um, so no, I loved that show. So I took this Japanese society class, and. Um, it's funny because the professor, I think he was probably on his way to retirement because he was, you know, he was a good teacher, but he was kind of lazy. Mm-hmm. And so, hang on, hang on, sorry. Uh, I think my car alarm's about to go off. Sorry, some guy just drove by on his motorcycle and it was really loud. <laughs> and so if you heard those beeps back there, that was probably my car about to set off an alarm. Um, so anyway, so the professor, he was, he was on his way to retirement, so I think he was kind of checked out. And so we watched a lot of movies uh, in the class and a lot of documentaries on Japan in Japanese with English subtitles, which mm-hmm. was kind of cool. Um, but, but the last week we were supposed to have a final and it turns out, I don't think he wanted to grade a final. So instead what he did was he brought in, uh, representatives of a program called JET, which is the, uh, Japan English, oh, Jap- Japan exchange teaching program. Yeah. And, um, they came in, they told us about the program, which is basically you, once you graduate from university, you apply for it, you can go to Japan and teach English, uh, to, uh, to Japanese students. Mm-hmm. And so... Um, so that was my junior year. So I, I could not apply for this. I wasn't graduating yet. But uh, but the next year, I remembered the program, and so I heard that they were doing a recruitment fair at San Diego State. So I went uh, to the cl- uh, to the classroom, saw the uh, saw the recruitment fair, got the application, applied for applied for everything, followed the instructions to a T, and uh, and to this day, I swear I must be the first person in Jet program history. To ever specifically request for Gunma Prefecture <laughs> to be uh, the place that I am placed, because it came up in my interview, and they said, "I and and the person the person interviewing me said, why did you specifically rep- request Gunma? Because <laughs> no one ever requests Gunma, yeah. no one's ever even heard of Gunma." And I was mm-hmm. like, "You know what? There's this really cool anime, and you can just <laughs> rewind back to that time index when I talk about the tofu and stuff like that." I described that thing to a T, and. Um, and so, so I got in, and, and so I, I, I got the job. I was very, very fortunate and very, very honored to get the job. And in 2005, when I graduated, um, you know, I, I ended up being able to, to have the opportunity and the honor to move to Japan, got, got into Gunma, because, and, I, and I'm sure it's because I asked for it. <laughs> yeah, you, know, you, you no, were definitely the first, but you were not the last, man. Like, af, like after you came in, it was... Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was tough, man. You told you told me that I was I was like a generation before my time. <laughs> yeah, you there. were. Like, you I were. was like the only. I think I might have been the only person in Gunma to have even heard of initially. Yeah, you when, were. When we were ALTs together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, now, and yeah. nowadays, I guess it's not played out now, but definitely in the 2010s, uh, mm-hmm. definitely. Oh, uh, definitely. I, I think it hit critical mass. I mean, there were so many video games based off of it. Mm-hmm. The anime was, you know, was still going, and the comics were still going. Yeah. And the and the car culture was was still pretty, mm-hmm. and it was odd because when I was in Gunma in Isataki, where mm-hmm. where you and I met, uh, I, there were quite a bit of souped up cars, so I could see why Gunma was the influence for that mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. You know, even like the minivans were souped yeah, up, yeah, 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 and the cold, loud yeah. exhaust. I'm like, okay, cool. yeah, cool. So cool. yeah, so then fast forward to 2005, I packed my bags after I graduated from San Diego State with a degree in sociology. Uh, came to Gunma, um, you know, stepped off the plane, started sweating immediately because it was July. Um, uh, and, and it's odd because you're sweating while it's raining, which is something that never happens in San Diego. Um, and, and yeah, and then, and then got placed at Ichiritsu High School where, where we met for, yep. for the first time. You were yeah. my senpai in that, in, that, in that school. Yeah, man. Memory lane, man. Yeah. Jeez, man. So, so yeah. yeah. So, you know, we... We met in, in, in Japan, um, 
and we definitely connected about uh you know sociology and it was um and at the time uh you know there weren't many americans i think in in isasaki if i'm if i'm correct they it was might, you me and then like uh yeah, like paul and, Clark, and, and joe Clark came later and paul and joe yeah and that um, was it yeah yeah and i think the jet the jet program culture uh at least in gumma or maybe you know i don't know other places but it's definitely um uh, you know it's it's different you know because people from different countries different interests you know um i mean even different yeah. cultures i mean even though we all yeah. speak the same language i mean you know we yeah, don't all different. share the same humor you know and yeah. stuff like that so you know we were we definitely connected uh through our interest um not only in, in video games because i think you know more or less everybody uh at that time was aware of video games um but uh definitely i think we really connected through uh star star, star trek mm-hmm. right uh, I, I agree yeah and um you know, you you had, man, you 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 had all the DVDs, man. That was <laughs> we used to watch that, them on my computer. <laughs> yeah, man. So, yeah. So what what got you? Because I, I okay, I'll just kind of um, maybe if you don't, if the, the people listening don't know what Star Trek is, which is, is a possibility. Um, so like Star Trek is uh, is a show um, created in the '60s originally, right? '66. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's like with Dr. Spock and, and all these things. And if you have seen recently in the past, you know, decade, they made some movies um, with, starring some, you know, popular people. I, I can't remember his name. The, guy, the doctor. Chris uh, Pine. Chris yeah, Pine, Chris Pine Kirk. And the, and Mar- then, and the um, Marvel guy. Uh, he was Kane. Um, Khan. Sorry, he was Khan. Oh, Doctor uh, Strange. Yeah, yeah. Doctor yeah. Strange, Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch was, was, was Yeah, Khan, Cumberbatch, yeah. 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 And so, you know, so they you know, re-released it. But originally that, that show started in the, in the 60s. Um, and I, n- I never liked the original anyway. Um, but then the it, show... It, ha- it had its moments. I mean, there, there were some episodes that were pretty good. You know, yeah. but overall it was kind of dumb. Yeah, I could never... It was just, you know, it was just too old for me. Um, but um, what, what, yeah, what we connected with, the, ne- the next generation, like kind of the, the reboot, right? The, mm. You know, 20 years later, they, uh, you know, rebooted the series. And it was just cool. It was, for me, it was cool. Um, but at that time, um, especially in 2000, you know, and then Deep Space Nine was awesome as well. Oh, my God. Um, you know, <laughs> we could, we talk, we could it, go for days. About, this podcast would for days if we, could, yeah. if we would talk about Deep Space Nine. <laughs> but, um, you know, at, especially at that time, mid, mid-2000s, um, you know, the, you know, geek, geek culture, whatever you want to call it, was not popular. It was not cool to like um sci-fi it wasn't cool to read comics you know what i mean like i think nowadays people Spot pretend on, like yeah. people pretend that they always like spider-man yeah. they they always liked <laughs> yeah yeah you know what I mean? i've but, always been into that yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's, 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 it's almost it's almost like someone who doesn't wear a mask and then suddenly like out of nowhere decides to wear a mask and says i've always been about masks yeah yeah <laughs> so i, I think yeah. that could be but you know <laughs> So yeah, I think you know something that we were really able to, you know, connect connect with, um, and you know, I think you know people might t- today for looking at it from today's lens, they're like, everybody knows what Star Trek is, or or like what you know what I mean. But at that time, at that time, like if you if two people were like, you know, what Star Trek is, it's like, oh shit, like cool, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, um, yeah. You know, so especially if the other person liked it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, what 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 got you into the to the next generation? Oh man. Okay. So actually, um, okay. So I, I remember. So I was friends with with, with someone in middle school, and um, he was going to go see Star Trek Generations, the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which came out in 1994, 1995. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember, like, I didn't have anything better to do that weekend. I was like, you know, star- and at the time, I was part of that mainstream uh, crowd that wanted to be cool mm-hmm. and 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 wanted to say, oh no, I'm not into that geeky stuff. But I said, you know, he's my friend. I'll go watch it with him. You know, who knows, whatever. And I remember just really liking it. Like, it was mm-hmm. fun. And actually, in retrospect, the movie's kind of, it's kind of, you know, kind of hokey. But um, Yeah, but when you're a teenager. It, yeah, but when you're, but when you're, yeah, when you're like in sixth grade, it's, it's, it was neat. I was like, oh, yeah. wow, this is really interesting stuff. So I started watching The Next Generation when it would come out on reruns on TV. Mm-hmm. But I will say, my love of Star Trek never, didn't really come to mass until Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that 
there was something about that show mm-hmm. that was just so good. I mean, you know, like, of course, you know, you know Phil, you and I reminisce about the <laughs> main character all the time, Captain yeah. Cisco, played Cisco by Mandel. Avery Brooks. Yeah, yeah. What happens when you die? <laughs> Tell me. Wish I knew. <laughs> Do you have a thought? I wish I knew. He is, um, you know, he, he was just the lead of that show. And he, yeah. he yeah. carried that show, you know, in so many ways. And the, the rest of the cast was just developed in such a way. Like, it, like it, what I think that you and I connected over, especially over Star Trek Deep Space Nine, is that Star Trek Deep Space Nine is sociology. Yeah, yeah, you're it, right. It, it's, you're it's, right. It's, a, it's a study of the human condition, yeah, and we yeah. understand how. Yeah, on a, on a space station. That's, yeah, that's true. The on a space yeah, station. Where, yeah, yeah, where different cultures, multiple, multiple yeah. races, multiple cultures. There's racism in the show. Mm-hmm. There's, there's, you know, there's, 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 class, there's the religion classism. versus science, yeah. Yeah. and debate. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff, and it's yeah. so. It was just so well written, and and um, and so yeah. I mean, like, I feel like the study of that was really what got me into Star Trek. When I started mm-hmm. watching it, I was like. Man, this is really deep stuff yeah. that, that that they deal with in in this show, and uh, and I'm not going to go out and say that I was mature for my age, and that's why I liked it because I was definitely immature <laughs> in many many ways for my age, and I probably still am. Yeah, same but, here. But 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 in that sense, like I I really felt like the show was just ahead of its time. I mean, the way it the yeah, way I mean, it developed you know, characters and stuff like that, you know. Yeah, because um, yeah, because uh, you know, it it definitely was. Especially if you go back and watch, because there's, there's there's like two camps, right? I think mm-hmm. um, if, you know I want to get too too deep into this. It's about you, not Star Trek. But I yeah, mean, it's all good, man. Yeah. Um, there's two camps. There's people that say you know the the Babylon Five people like oh, it's it's a ripoff. About, oh yeah, Okay, yeah, yeah. okay, fine. You know whatever. I mean I don't know. Um, <laughs> but it's not as Babylon Five. It's not as it's, you know whatever. I I tried watching it, but I just didn't didn't hold it's, my attention it's, like it's a little like, campy um, i mean it's not it's yeah. just kind of weird yes yeah, yeah. it's not it's not my cup of tea um but you know fair fair enough and then a lot of people will you know people that are really really like looking at it from you know the standpoint of today you know still critique it you know for what it was by today's standards right it's like mm-hmm. oh this you know they they they, they could have explained this issue this way you know they, they yeah. didn't they should have fleshed but you know it's like look this is this is the the mid 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 90s you know yeah. what i mean um exactly. you know you know yeah the, the, like is you know the term like presentism right you like try to look at, mm-hmm. look through today's lens and you know i mean and I, I i and it's good to 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 have these conversations mm-hmm. but yeah you're right it was ahead of its time it it, it um i think it was ahead of its time and even watching it years later Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I just appreciate what they tried to do. Kind of like we talked about in the beginning of of, uh, of 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 this episode. You know, seeing, you know, laughing at a at a project, you know, or something that, um, <laughs> you know, what the people are trying to do. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's of not course. it's not happening. But yeah. I think when it comes to D Space Nine, like it. It 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 hit it, man. Like it, it, it was did on. what it wanted to do. Yeah, it yeah. did what it wanted to do, and it did it really well. Um, you know, honestly, yeah. you could watch some of the episodes today and find them relevant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And and, and it's like, and that show ended in 1999. Yeah. yeah. You know, so so I mean, the fact that that show can still be relevant 21 years after the fact mm-hmm. is is pretty. I think it's pretty pretty amazing. So yeah, and you, you know, can I, I think that's definitely yeah. where you and I hit our mark on that one. We we. We connected over 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 those shows, right yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, because you know it, the, it. You know, we laughed about it. We 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 empathized with the characters. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, man, I just want to say thanks for that because uh, you know, like, if you look at if you look at it through the lens of today, you know, you you can watch any show at any time. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you can just torrent it or whatever. But back then, you know, like torrenting was wasn't really that popular or that accessible mm-hmm. like you you only can torrent certain things like not everything was a bit available so like you know you had went out of your way you had all the dvds you know oh i had my sister <laughs> send them from san diego yeah yeah 
um yeah it's amazing man so yeah thanks for um you know just sharing you know sharing those those moments with oh, me dude, it, and, i mean uh, it, yeah. it, it was definitely mutual i mean honestly like the best parts of it were were actually i mean you know it's funny like as much as we loved the show some of the best parts was actually just was actually just um you know and what i remember is making the pizza with you yeah getting the chicken nuggets ready getting the cookies <laughs> all from hitachi yeah. getting it all ready cutting up the peppers and the sausages and putting it in the thing yeah you know and then that one time i picked the pizza off of the top thing and, and it actually had gone bad because <laughs> they right. put all the ice on the bottom oh man yeah that that and, uh that, that at, shop yeah yeah at, at, at the one farmer's market so there was that <laughs> but then i swear some of my favorite times watching that show was not actually about the episode itself but it's when something would happen and you would just go sideways. You'd be like, wait, like, dude, dude, rewind, rewind. Let me see that again. Let me see that again. That was probably like some of the fun. Like, and it's funny because now that I say it, I can't think of an example off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. But, but that, like, oh, like, so what, like the times that like, like Riker would get mad. Oh, uh, yeah. You would always, you would always say, it, would, it was almost on cue. You'd be like, oh my God, dude, rewind that. I need to see that again. And, we, and we'd watch the same clip like yeah. three or four times because it was just so funny. Yeah. You know, like I, I it's almost like I'd be laughing because your laughter is contagious. <laughs> and yeah. so just like that is probably what I take away the most from watching that show with you is, is, uh, is, is the times that you would say, hang on, dude, go back to that. Yeah. Because, yeah. Because that. You you could tell that the that the actors were so self aware about what you know about the you know what I mean like yeah 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 how they act like how Riker sits down in the chair like he uh, yeah because he's he, so tall right I mean yeah. he can't you know he lifts his leg over or something and, yeah. or like when he he jump kicked the uh, the guy oh. with the worm in his neck whatever yeah <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah oh my God. I, I I almost wonder like what were they trying to, were they trying to make him look like a kung fu guy or something like that or or what because yeah no I, idea, I don't know man no yeah. idea um but all right cool man yeah so so yeah man and we you know we we had lots of good memories in in isasaki oh and, man and teaching um and i think yeah we'll come back to this um but um something else i wanted to talk talk about before we um you know kind of fast forward into the future a little bit is you were um there was a few things that you did that i thought was really cool uh one was that we kind of spoke about was kung fu um oh and, yeah and uh, also you know you really enjoyed you know uh making movies um right and um, oh yeah yeah you really into like photog like photography for a little while i so, forgot about that yeah, yeah i, I yeah. really was yeah I, I, that was my thing for a while like, yeah. yeah so yeah can you just uh yeah, you can share so yeah if you want to whichever one you want to talk about first but um that's hilarious yeah. I only, until you brought up i totally actually forgot that i had made all those things <laughs> i don't know why it's just I, it, you know just um and not that they were bad memories, but I just, I, it's been so long since I've, uh, since I've seen any of them. <laughs> but, um, but no, the martial arts was really, really cool. I, I, you know, like I said, I was, uh, you know, when I was living in Japan, it was really cool. Um, you know, I, I used to do this, and now I almost feel embarrassed for that past version of myself. But I used to, I used to go out to the Bunka Kaikan, uh, <laughs> a parking lot near, my, uh, near, near our apartment, right, because we live close to each other. Yeah, and yeah. I would practice in the middle yep. of the night. With the kendo and, sticks, man. Yeah, with my kendo sticks, <laughs> using them as swords and stuff like that. You know, okay, so do you, okay, so actually, do you know why I did that? No, no. Like out in, out in such a public area? Okay, so, it, so this is going to sound, it's funny, it's going gonna, it's gonna to sound so dumb now, but um, when I was watching the first Star Wars movie, so not Star Trek, but Star mm -hmm. Wars, so we're talking about Jedis and stuff mm -hmm. now. Um, so um, for, for all those listening who... You know, one of my pet peeves is when people get them mixed up. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, in the first episode of Star Wars, I'm talking about the prequels with, with uh, you know, Jar Jar Binks and Anakin Skywalker, um, there was Darth Maul, who I yeah. uh, still to this day believe he is probably one of the best bad guys I've ever seen. He had one line in the whole movie, but just he had this menacing stare. Mm -hmm. But at the end, he had this amazing fight scene with Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon at the mm -hmm. end, and he had the double-bladed lightsaber. Yeah, man, that was, was the coolest cool. thing ever, man, back in the day. Absolutely. I thought that was probably, that's probably the best Star Wars fight yeah. in the history of Star Wars. Yeah. And so, um, but the way that actor was discovered was he was actually just practicing out in the park, and some guy saw him mm. and casted him. And so my dream in Japan was to be practicing out in the Bunkakai-Kan and then have some guy or some gal see me and say, hey, you're pretty good. Why don't you come and be in the next uh, uh, rendition of uh, of Super Sentai, which is Power Rangers in in the United <laughs> States? You know, I, I had this fantasy that I would be discovered and then get to be the guy in the suit. 
yeah. and, and, and get to fight, you know, like all kinds of monsters in the Power Ranger or the Super Sentai suit <laughs> and stuff like that. So, so I don't know if you ever knew that about me, but that's no, why I didn't I know. Would, uh, I, yeah, I would obnoxiously practice. Well, I would have told you not to go to the Bunker Kaikon parking lot and go to a bigger park, man. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're practicing out in the countryside here. Who's going to discover me, right? Um, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, so that was actually, that was my secret fantasy. So that is why I would practice out okay, there at all times. But yeah, but um, but no, but 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 because of that, I you know um, during my three years of living in uh, in Japan, I was able to uh, meet up with my kung fu school when they would go to China and Taiwan mm-hmm. uh, to compete, and I actually went twice to compete remember, uh, yeah. out there, and it was just a lot of fun, and you know, and, and you know, we competed, and it was a lot of fun, and I, and I had a good time, but but just being able to go and experiencing different uh, different countries was mm-hmm. um, was really good, and this going back to the beginning of the interview. You know my exposure to Japanese culture and then Chinese culture, and eventually going to Vietnam. You know uh, when I was in Japan, gave me a good sense of you know um, I don't want to say pride because because I don't want to sound like nationalistic or anything yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, but yeah, um, yeah. but it gave me a it, it gave me a sense of you know like yeah I, I am I, I am proud to be Asian. You know like mm-hmm. I, I think that you know now now I have no I, I have no qualms about admitting that I'm Asian and eating mm-hmm. Asian food and all kinds of stuff. So it's because of those experiences. Mm-hmm. So. So those are definitely life changing for me. But cool. uh, so that was the kung fu. But the movies, man, that was. Um, I don't know how I. Oh, you know what? You know what? That's how I got into it. Do you remember watching that one Power Rangers episode with me with all the Red Rangers? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then remember that one guy who was like, he was such a bad actor, and he was saying like, "We're not gonna let you bring back Serpentera." <laughs> like yeah, he was man, such I, a bad I actor. Think he had so, the headband think, uh, on. Okay, so fun yeah. fact: he's in jail. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, he he stabbed a guy with a samurai sword. And oh him. yes, you you sent me the article. I think yeah, yeah a couple years that ago. That guy, like he's yeah. in jail. He's gonna get released soon, but uh, but on good behavior. <laughs> but yeah, it's that guy, that bad actor. So I don't know why. Um, I, I I just I you know it's 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 our affinity for bad things, right? Mm-hmm. Or, or or for bad acting. And so I just that scene and his acting really resonated with me. So I just took that episode and I clipped down all of his lines. And I tried to make like, yes, a rap I remember song this. out of it. Yeah, I remember this, man. Remember that? Yeah, I yeah. tried to make like, a rap song out of it. And then <laughs> tore, and then because of that, I realized I was pretty good at editing this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so then, so then that's how it kind of took off. And then eventually, when I, when, you know, and I was transferred to the middle school, um, mm-hmm. you know, in my second year uh, in, in Japan, um, that, when I transferred there, um, I was on the tail end of, a, of the art teacher who left to go to uh, Miyago, I think. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. Where did Jeff teach? Was that Miyago High School? Yeah, uh, I think high? so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and so, um, so he went there. So they needed someone to take over their editing uh, of the film. And mm-hmm. I said, I think I can do this. And yeah. I, so I showed them a couple of my things, and they said, Wow, you're not bad. So yeah. then that, so it, be, so what became what was originally a hobby became kind of like my second thing at, at the cool. middle school. So that's how I got into the film editing. I, 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 I haven't edited anything in like nine years. I couldn't even tell you got in you, man. Because you, you you may you have your YouTube uh, cooking. Oh, I do. Cooking yeah, that's show. right. Just kidding. Just, no, that that's not true. I edited something uh, about a month ago. So what am I saying? Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. All right, cool, man. So yeah, one more thing um, about that. Um, so um, you worked in the Vietnamese restaurant. And I think you know. So you, I think you have a kind of a culinary skill. Oh my god, I, I forgot like, about that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Uh, so that's a kind of an artistic thing about you as well. Like, you know, you, you, you make a, a, a mean salsa, you make a really good um, salsa and stuff every time you come out to, your, to visit and stuff. Um, so, so, yeah, man, can you just talk a little bit about that as well? Like, because it seems that you kind of, um, as you mentioned before, you, by coming to Japan, um, you were able to, you know, um, make amends with yourself about your Vietnamese identity, uh, I think, possibly, mm-hmm. especially yeah, yeah. By, by working at, at that. At, at, at that store, you seemed like uh, you really wanted to connect, uh, to, to make a connection with the people who work there. Oh my God, you're bringing up so many things, so many <laughs> wonderful memories, by the way, that, that honestly, I, I, I totally forgot about working at, at that Vietnamese restaurant. Oh my God, I don't even know how I found them out. Yeah, I think I was just riding my bike one day, and I had actually just come back from a trip to Vietnam. This, this was back in 2006. Mm-hmm. And so um, I had just come back from Vietnam with, uh, you know, my, I met my mom and my sisters and my friend Jesse over there. And, uh, you know, what's funny is that when I was in Vietnam and that was my first time ever back there, I spent the Christmas of 2006 all the way through the new years leading into 2007, mm-hmm. uh, there. And I don't know what it was, but when I 
when I landed in Vietnam and just watched, just seeing it, and, and I experienced this again when I went for the second time this past summer um, or last year, um, seeing all of them, uh, and, and they're so poor over there, they're, they're, you know, like financially. They're just poor, you know, people work out of their houses and they, they, they're scraping off a living. Uh, I don't know why, but my heart really just went out to them. And I was like, these are, you know, I, you know, I don't want to sound preachy or anything like that, but it's just like, you know, these are my people here, you know, yeah. and this is, yeah. this is where my parents are from and, and I should be proud of this. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and it was odd because when I was there back in 2006, um, you know, I, I can understand a lot of Vietnamese, but again, back to my childhood, I was trying to distance myself from mm -hmm. all things Asia, so I never, I refused to ever speak Vietnamese to my mm -hmm. parents. Uh, but when I was there, I, I started picking it back up pretty quickly and stuff like that. So anyway, back to Isasaki, I'm riding my bike and I see this Vietnamese restaurant. So I go in and I order something and I speak Vietnamese to them, you know, at least in my broken version of it, <laughs> which is not still to this day, not that good. Um, but, um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, um, but I, I, you know, because of the, language and because of the shared identity, you know, there was this connection. Mm -hmm. And so, I, you know, I asked them, I said, you know, would it be okay if I volunteered here every once, every once in a while to help out? And they, and, and they, they said, sure. And, and so it gave me a chance to, to may, I, in, and now that I'm saying it out loud, maybe that was in my own way, trying to seek redemption for Interesting. my childhood. Mm -hmm. um, and, uh, but honestly, like when I was there, you know, developing the culinary, I mean, you call it skill, I, I call it luck. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, because a lot of times but, like, I, I, when I'm preparing something, all I'm doing is praying. Um, <laughs> and so, um, and, and so, you know, I, I, my, my enjoyment of cooking came from when I was working at SeaWorld and when I was working at Costco, because mm -hmm. I've worked in food services for like six years of my life. But, um, but then when I was there, you know, they taught me how to make, you know, like basic stuff. They didn't let me do anything complex. Mm -hmm. So, I made sandwiches and I made spring rolls and stuff like that. Um, and so and it was just a lot of fun. And, and I think for me, uh, cooking and hosting parties, um, so it, it's weird because like, I, I, I don't know how many people would actually agree with this, but I do find this to be, uh, to, to be who I am. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I, I'm an introvert. I, I'm, I, it's hard for me to just strike up a conversation with okay. anybody. I, I, it's very, very hard for me uh, because... You know, like with with most people now, for, Phil. For you, I we clicked automatically. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, but <laughs> but I feel like um like even at like even at the get-togethers like that you know that you and I have mm -hmm. uh, when your mutual friends come in and I don't know them I'm always like like when I first met Nick or Brian for the mm -hmm. first time mm -hmm. it was you know or or, or uh, is it Johnny yeah Johnny yeah 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 it, it's hard because I don't I don't want to you know get into territory that's gonna make them uncomfortable so I don't really know what to say so I tend to just kind of hang back a little bit. Um, my, so, so the reason why cooking is so appealing to me is it allows me to, this is going to sound really, really awful. It allows me to appear social when I'm not talking. to Interesting. Anyone. Okay. And so, yeah. you know, so, so because I'm busy preparing stuff, it gives me a reason to not talk to anyone and make a fool out of myself while still appearing to be engaged in the events of the party. Interesting. Yeah, and so yeah. that has always been kind of like my my escape, uh, I, I suppose. So to be at a party and not have to worry about looking, uh, saying something that's going to get me in hot water, <laughs> you know, uh, because because as, you know, you know, we you and I hung out a lot, and I was uh, there were times when I would just pop off and say something where I, you know, looking back, you know, what is it? I'm 37 now, so 15 years ago. Yeah. I'm like, did I really just say yeah, that? I mean, yeah. you know, it's one of those things where if, if there's an afterlife, you know, after we die, <laughs> and, and we get to see our lives in TV, there's going to be so many times I'm going to be putting my face in my palm, and it, a lot of it's going to be when I was in my 20s. Um, and so, so, yeah, so the cooking allows me to just have people over, enjoy their company, mm -hmm. see them interact with each other, and still be a part of it, even though socially I can be a little bit strange yeah. uh, at times. Um, and by the way, dude, I still I still hold out for hope that you're going to come here to San Diego because honestly, you you need I need to smoke a pulled pork for you. Oh man, and, yeah, and, man. And, and, and have you try it because because I think I am pretty good at that. Yeah, so. man. Yeah, it's like I said, man. You know, I think it's it's um it's it's I think it's a skill, man. I think it's and you just because like even when you showed me your videos that you did of cooking and stuff for your students and stuff, I'm like, yeah, man. <laughs> Mike Mike really you know he's, he really likes cooking. He's he's and it's a talent, man. Not not everybody um can do it you know it's kind of like you know grow like uh, gardening and stuff you know like 
Oh, it's uh, a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. and, and when I was living in Japan, I got to learn how to make a bunch of. Oh, I, I wouldn't know about a bunch, but I, I was a, I learned how to make. Uh, like, I think my greatest Japanese cooking achievement is okonomiyaki. I, you know, to, to this day, I can flip an okonomiyaki without breaking it, and I have not yet broken one awesome, okonomiyaki yet on flipping it. Having said that, now that I've said that, I'll probably break the next one. But, but I, I have successfully flipped every single okonomiyaki without breaking it, and so yeah, that that's my that's my claim to fame right there in Japan. Awesome, man. All right, man. So we, we've been talking about like, like about forty-five minutes. Um, and we spoke about so much of the past and, and mm-hmm. so much about, you know, um, this kind of your life tra- tra- uh, trajectory. And thank you so much for sharing um, and everything. So, yeah, man. So after, you know, cooking and, and doing kung fu, doing video editing, um, you know, what are you doing now? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Something that is irrelevant to all of those things. Um, Even sociology. So, um, yeah, right, right. So what does a person, and this is actually the, the, this is actually the jet dilemma, right, is that, is that after three to five years or one to five years mm-hmm. of servicing yourself onto the program, there is this notion, and people, it's, I hate when people talk about this, but, but it does need to get brought up, but when they say, you're going to come back from the jet program and you're going to have no skills and you're going to have no blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, come on, man, seriously, like mm-hmm. you can, you can learn something new. Um, and so, um, my, you know, so when, in my third year, I knew I was coming back home. They had just actually extended our contract yeah, yeah. Um, uh, to, to the, the five year. year. Yeah. That's what I did. Yeah, yeah. But, but I swear by the third year, I was so burned out. I just don't, I didn't think I could handle a, a, a fourth or fifth year. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, as much as I loved Japan, I, I just didn't think I could handle it. Um, and, uh, and I was, I was turning, you know, I was turning 25 and I need, and I just wanted to, you know, get started with something else. Um, so I was thinking, okay, so what do I want to do? So I, I said, you know, I think as, as many, as many times as I actually fouled up in the classroom and I, and, and you know, God only knows how many, how, how bad of an ALT I probably was. <laughs> it's okay. I can own that. It's fine. You know, like, cause I, I attribute that to learning, you know, like, like how much I learned, how much I had to learn. And, and by the way, Phil, I was going to try to find a way to seamlessly tie this in, but since I can't, I will force it in. <laughs> um, you um, helped me understand that I had a lot to learn really? when I was 22. You, you have been such an incredible mentor uh, to, you know, and, and honestly, I wasn't always the most appreciative, you know, when you would try to show me things, I almost, I almost felt insulted because I thought, who is this guy telling me <laughs> how to live, blah, blah, blah. But at the end of the day, no, you really, you know, like a, a lot of my success that I have now as a teacher, uh, you know, I do attribute to you. Wow, um, man. Th- uh, th- you know, uh, like, like, like I would say my, and again, like, I, I don't want to sound arrogant, but my popularity among the students and stuff like that, a lot of it is because you know, the stuff that I learned from you. And so, um, and, 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 you know, so I, I really have you to thank for it. Um, and so a lot of my blunders <laughs> as an ALT, you know, and, and you helped me, you know, evolve and learn into, in, into uh, someone who I think is a successful math teacher. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I didn't know what I was going to do. I had a degree in sociology in which most people will go to law school or, mm-hmm. or whatnot. And so I said, you know, I, I think I want to be in the classroom somehow. I want to be involved in education. And so actually my first thing was to take the, it's called the GRE, the graduate yep. Requi- yeah. requisite exam. And I took it uh, in Tokyo, actually. Um, and, um, and I scored quite well. I applied back at San Diego State, went to grad school, was going to get my master's in sociology, wanted to, uh, wanted to become a professor. Um, after my first class, after my first day of orientation of, of the master's program and learning what I could do with a master's in sociology, I ejected right away <laughs> and said, nope, this is not for me. I'm not going to become a professor. Uh, talked it over with my friends, and I really realized that, you know, uh, that I just want to be a teacher. So I decided to become a high school teacher, uh, wanted to know what I was going to teach. So with a degree in sociology, I said, well, what can I teach? Naturally, it would be history or something. Mm-hmm. But in the States, um, having a history or English credential doesn't get you very far in terms of jobs. Uh, there, there's so many applicants for one, for one uh, thing, uh, for one position. Um, so I said, well, what can I teach? You know, I can, you know, the, the in-demand fields are math, science, and special education. Uh, special education, I'm, I will full on admit I am not good at it. It's not for me. Uh, science, I am too messy of a person. I cannot clean up after labs, especially <laughs> if they're dissecting stuff. There is no way I'm going to clean up after them. 
And so I said, let me try this math thing. Let me see. Like, I scored well on the math on the GRE, which is, you know, which, you know, is fine. Mm -hmm. And so, um, so yeah, so I, I tried it out. I took these, uh, these two tests called the CSET, which is the California Credentialing Battery to Become a Teacher. Uh, it took me three times to pass, uh, to pass, oh, no, sorry, two times to pass the first test. Oh, wow, Be three better than your, your uh, driving test here in Japan. I know, right? <laughs> Let's not bring that up ever again. Yeah. Um, and so um, it took me three times to pass the, the second test. And then that gets you the entry-level uh, credential to teach math. And most schools don't have you teaching anything higher than the, than the basic levels of math. So that was good enough for me to be a math teacher. Mm -hmm. um, did my student teaching, got a job in the middle of a recession, got laid off, got another job in the middle of a recession, got laid off. <laughs> And then I ended up getting, yeah, I know, like, it was just like this in and out, and I was thinking, man, I am never going to find a permanent place. Mm -hmm. But then I interviewed at a school called Del Norte High School in San Diego, didn't get the position, uh, and that's okay. They, you know, and it's funny, when, when bad things happen to you, it's always easy to dwell on the bad stuff. Mm -hmm. but, um, and I'm not a proponent of everything happens for a reason. Mm -hmm. However, in this case, the fact that I lost my job at the previous two places and I didn't get hired at Del Norte... I ended up getting hired in the same district, mm. and to be honest, the mentors that I ended up getting there, who ended up helping me become, uh, passing the third uh, California test battery to become a calculus teacher, uh, which is the highest level of math in our, uh, in, in our district, mm. um, you know, all those bad things that happened to me before, I realized that they are actually the best thing that could have ever happened to me. Because I don't think I would have encountered the same mentorship, and now I teach calculus, we call it calculus BC. Which is the uh, which is in the college level? It's the level two of calculus, um, you know, uh, that you could take, and it's the highest level of math in our district. And um, and uh, I'm gonna, you know, brag for a second here. Uh, and good. to this day, I, I've I've uh, I've never had below a 96% pass rate on our advanced placement national exam. Wow, man! Uh, so all those kids get get college credit for taking my class after they pass the exam. And actually, our results for this year will come out. In two days, so now yeah. that I've said I, I've never dipped below ninety six percent. Well, you can just you could just blame it on on the current situation if 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 you do. Yeah, I'll blame it. On, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll blame it on COVID. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, so so I'm, I'm a calculus teacher now, and wow. so um, and and it's a lot of fun. It's uh, to me, it's the best job in the world. I you know I, you know it's um, I get to interact with students every day, and and I and actually it's funny. I teach the I teach our academic success class also for students who are just coming into the school who struggled with math, because that was me when I was in high school. And yeah. I, I struggled immensely with, with math. And so I feel like I can give them a person they can relate to. And so I teach. So it's funny, like, I, I, am, I, I think I'm the only teacher in our department who teaches the absolute lowest level. And then I also teach the absolute highest level. Oh, that's cool, man. So it's, it's kind of neat. And, and, and I enjoy both equally, uh, equally but differently. Mm -hmm. they're, they're so much fun. The kids are great. You know, the, the lower-end kids, the ones who are in the integrated, integrated academic success class, they just appreciate understanding stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, even they under they appreciate understanding the basics. The kids at the high end, they really appreciate how this math is applied in real life. Mm. And so they, they both they but they bring an equal level of of um, of appreciation. And uh, and I think being a sociology major, I tend to come up with examples and analogies that my colleagues they just wouldn't think of. Okay. And so I think that makes me unique among the department. And so it's just it's just a fun gig, and and I'm also I'm also um, a department chair in in our wow, um, in our department. So yes, I'm. <laughs> so it's me and another and another guy. We run our team, and so that uh, I became department chair after four years. So yeah, so it's it, it's been a great ride, honestly, and, wow. and it's still going. So wow, man. So wow. we we've been talking for almost an hour, um, and uh, yeah, we uh, you know try to keep the podcast about an hour, maybe a little, okay. bit, cool, little, cool. A little bit more, but um. Yeah, some. Uh, yeah, as you know, I'm, I'm a learning advisor, and um, I'd like to ask you a kind of a reflective question to yourself, and maybe some mm -hmm. of the listeners uh, who are, you know, uh, language learners or or, or not, um, just somebody that's listening. Um, so, Mike, when now, like you now, right? Mm -hmm. If you were to go back in time to, you know, the Mike Win of 2005, and also the Mike Win. Uh, you know, uh, is in his, in his childhood that wasn't proud of his, uh, you know, Vietnamese I identity. Uh, what what advice would would you give uh, both both of those 
individuals who happen to also be to be you. So that 2005, Mike, what, what, what would you say? You know, it's something positive. Not, nothing, you know, doesn't have to like, you know, you don't, don't beat yourself up or anything. Yeah. But, uh, uh, yeah. You mean you, you mean you don't want me to tell myself, don't worry, you will definitely fail the driving test. The first time? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, so what advice would I give to myself? I would say, listen more. Mm. You don't know everything. And, and, and it's okay to not know everything. Okay. But, be, but bring an open mind because you, need, because you, can, you can learn. You can learn as much as possible. But, but when people offer you advice, assume best intent and that they really are trying to help you. Okay. And, and, that, and that would be it. it you know, I feel like I needed to be, in my 20s, especially on the JET program, I needed to learn how to be a better listener. Because, because, because you and all of the other guys, you guys were really trying to help me, and I don't. And like I said, I don't know if I always appreciated that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, you know, I know we all appreciated you, man. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So yeah, how about li little Mike? Yeah. Ah. Okay. So actually, what's funny is that to, to my childhood self, I would say that you know, I don't know if I'd give myself advice because because I, I don't you know you and I actually it's funny you and I watched the butterfly effect together uh, <laughs> that's uh, right. you know the, the movie <laughs> that's right and man. so when you know when you, you know when you change one thing yeah. you know you you know who knows what's, what can mm -hmm. happen I would actually say you know whether you believe it or not you know I, I would say I understand right now you feel ashamed of your Asian heritage you feel like you don't want to be an Asian person and all this stuff um, what I want you to know is that there's a version of you in the future that really is proud of who you are and is proud of where you came from. You haven't met this person yet, but when you do, look back at all the experiences that led you to be this person and appreciate them. Yeah, that's, that's some deep stuff, man. <laughs> <laughs> so is that, that was your Cisco moment, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's true. I mean, I, I, it's funny. I happen to have, I, I have these conversations sometimes with my kids where, where when they're telling me like like you know uh, maybe I'm just not a math person this this isn't for me mm -hmm. and I tell them I say no there's a version of you that actually got a five on the AP exam mm -hmm. and you 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 just don't know that person yet but when you when you when you meet them you will you'll appreciate all the hard work you've done yeah and and you'll know that it was worth it and so um, yeah and so that and that is what I would tell my younger self is I would say you know you know don't change a thing keep doing what you're doing but just know that there will be a point in time when you are going to be proud of who you're supposed to be. And and you know and yeah, awesome man. Yeah man, you should you should uh, you should be a learning advisor too, man. <laughs> oh, I would love it, man. But um, but all right, man. So um, yeah. Finally, the fi final uh, kind of final topic or question, um, you know. So can you speak any other languages, even a few words other than English? Uh, and yeah. if so, please please share. Sure. Uh, so growing up in San Diego, I can speak a little bit of Spanish. Oh, and nice. then living in Japan, I can speak a little bit of Japanese. So let me just get myself ready here. So <laughs> in Spanish, uh, so uh, buenos dias, uh, me, llamo, me, me llamo Miguel. Um, yo soy un profesor de matemáticas. Uh, yeah, so that would, be, that would be me introducing myself in Spanish. Okay. And then in Japanese, okay, this one's going to be... Um, so, hajime mashite, watashi no namai wa nyuen Michael desu. Watashi wa, ima no wa watashi wa sugaku no sensei desu. And I, I, I don't know if I can go any further than that. Okay, <laughs> you know? yeah, that's, that's awesome, man. Any, any Vietnamese, can you do a little bit of Vietnamese as well? Oh my gosh, okay. So, uh, so, jiao, tan ku toi la win filam, toi la... Oh, Toy La Teyao. And I don't know how to say math, so I can just say, Hi, my name is Michael. I'm a teacher. Okay. And, and, and that's it, yeah. Awesome, man. So, wow, man. You, you, got, some, you got three languages, man. Four, including English. <laughs> yeah, man. None uh, of them particularly well. Yeah, know? but it's, it's, you know, better, you know, how many people can, can introduce themselves in, uh, in more than one language? You know, I yeah. Mean, yeah, actually, well, you know, I, I, you know, I can do that in Russian also. Oh, oh go for it, dude. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I can say Dobre dien, Minyazavud Michael, Priyatna Pazna Komit. Awesome, man. Da. Yeah. All I know and, is and, da and, in Russian. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 I, I, and I can say Unas yest obshe Druziana Kubia, which means mean? you, which means we have mutual friends from Cuba. 
Which yeah. you, you learned that? You... I, I learned it from watching spy TV shows. Burn notice. <laughs> Michael Weston has to has to go undercover. Uh, as that's a right, man. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can say things like, "How much did they pay you? You know, what did you tell them?" I can say all that stuff. I can say, you know, you know, I, I can say all I can say all the the useful stuff. I guess. <laughs> Well, all right, man. Thanks so much. Yeah, Ben, I definitely want to uh, have a part two, and and uh, we can um, talk about your 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 uh, twenty four obsession as well. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. That was a, that was a fun show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but all right, man. Thank you so much, uh, Mike. You you one of the one of my heroes that I call by their first name, and uh, yeah, man. Thanks, and I uh, hope to have you back soon. Me too, brother. I I thank you for having me. It is an honor to be on this podcast. And, uh, and yeah, and, and, and part of this program. So, yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, man. Live long and prosper, man. Live long and prosper. Out of the tree of life, I just picked me a plum. You came along and everything started to hum. Still, it's a real good bet. The best is yet to come. The best is yet to come, and babe, won't it be fun?